0: Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Smooth Burrito. It's, uh, it's been a while. I'm not going to do the joke. Everyone knows the joke. But, yeah. Life uh gets in the way. Anyway, I'm Frank. I'm Trevor. And, yeah, what have you been up to this past month and change, I think? Oh,
1: man, just playing video games here and there. I went on vacation for a little while for the holidays. Which was nice um did some chinese new year celebrations here um you know new york city's big on that yeah uh, and then that's about it man i've done this thing this year where i've like committed to completing more games because i did this thing like over the last couple of years where i'd jump around and honestly rarely ever finish a game um, so I've been like trying a lot harder to stick with the games I'm playing, and so far, I've been pretty successful, got a few down already,
0: yeah, I think I've kind of always had that problem all of my life where I don't necessarily beat like i honestly, I rarely beat games, like right, or if I do, it'll be I will play them a bunch, get bored, and then go back to them like three months later or something and beat them, yeah. I have
1: a hard time going back to games these days because it seems like, you know, they're getting a lot more mechanically. Like there seems to be like a lot more mechanics at play. Some games are a lot longer than they used to be. Yeah, uh, and so it's harder to like put it down for like months at a time and then come back to it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you have to like relearn what you're doing, basically. Yeah, I've had that issue with Death Stranding recently. Yeah, you're still going through that, or are you, are you lapsed?
1: Um, I've jumped back in. I'm trying to relearn everything because I dropped off. I was like forty hours in. It was like chapter nine. I think there's fourteen chapters in the game. Um, and I went on vacation for three weeks back home, and obviously I didn't, I didn't really take my PS Four because I was going to do a lot of video game playing. Right, so, um. I came back and tried to jump on and there are so many mechanics in that game like if you don't if you're not like consistently playing it you just lose it you like completely lose yourself in it yeah so i'm i'm just trying to get back on track i do want to finish it um it's one of those games like i really want to see the story through but just got to get back into it you
0: know what i mean yeah So do we want to do what we're playing now, or do we just want to launch into uh, what we're doing kind of slightly different this time around? Um, We aren't doing the news, and instead we're doing the top five uh, games of the year for each of us, I suppose?
1: Yeah. I think we can go over what we're playing right now first. Um, Currently, I am playing... Uh, Well, I'm about to start Nier Automata. That's one of those games that's in my backlog, that's been in my backlog for a super long time. Um, Wanted to play it so badly, but never, I don't know why, I've just never jumped into it, Um, but I got it on Black Friday uh, for like really really cheap, so I'm about to jump into that. I just finished Luigi's Mansion 3 like two days ago. Great game. had just an incredible amount of fun with it i had i had a couple issues with some of the later like bosses because i feel like they were like really kind of tailored for co-op play and i wasn't playing the game co-op so it made it very difficult or like not even really difficult just frustrating mechanically um but overall it was like a really charming game and like super polished and honestly i'm really shocked at like how good the graphics were in that game. It was kind of insane. Um, and then I also completed Jedi fallen order. Um, that also I completed like last week, I finished that one. Um, loved it. So good.
0: Sounds like you've been busy.
1: Yeah. I've been playing a lot of video games since I've been back. (laughs) I've been playing, I've been trying to dive into a lot of them for sure.
0: Yeah. I have been playing risk of rain two. Uh, Most recently I played some today with a buddy of mine, and I've also been playing a lot of Frostpunk this week, which is a really good post-apocalyptic city builder game, and it's also very hard, and after a ton of tries, I finally beat the, uh, at least the initial scenario mode today.
1: Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, like the this whole like finishing games thing, like, I feel like I probably wouldn't have like I had that urge on both Jedi Fallen Order and Luigi's Mansion where I was about ten to fifteen hours in or so. And I was like, oh man, I really want to like move on to the next thing. I really just want to play something different. Um I had to like fight that a little bit. But I'm really glad I did. Like the whole finishing games is like is getting me more into like, playing games in general now, um, I'm finding that I'm getting more, like, hooked or, like, attached to certain games rather than just, like, playing games in general. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I get you. So it has been pretty cool. Um. So, yeah, I guess uh, we're going to transition into our top five games of the year. At least for me... None of these games are guaranteed to have actually come out this year because I'm struggling to think of a new game that I played this year. Like at this point, I'm I'm pretty uh, what what is it, patient gamer or whatever? Right, right. I just I buy stuff when it hits when it goes on sale, and usually it's already been out for a year or whatever.
1: Right. I mean, I think as long as you played it last year, that works for me. I hear. And I'll chat about this a little bit. I I recently came across these, like, year in review things that Nintendo and PlayStation did where you can, like, sign into your account and see, like, the games you played the most of over that year and, like, how many trophies you got and what genre of game you prefer and, like, all that shit. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I found that the games that were on top of that list for both were not games that came out this year. Um, Persona 5 was my most played game on PlayStation 4. Um, And I beat that game, like, years ago. But (laughs) it's still my most played game this year, in in 2019. Um, And then Breath of the Wild, also a game I beat years ago, was my most played game on the Switch. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting to see that overall. But... Like, I find that I still play, like, my favorite games a lot, you know what I mean? So it's cool to kind of see that over, like, what you did over the year or whatever, how many trophies you earned, how much gameplay time you put into certain games. I'm ashamed at how much gameplay I
0: put into Madden. Um, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, uh, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and start. <laughs>
1: Did you want to do this, um, like, where you do your fifth and I, I do my fifth and then, like, you do your fourth, that kind of thing? Yeah, and I you
0: figured we trade off.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: All right. My fifth choice, and these, for me, these are in the order of me remembering them, <laughs> so uh, these are all just, like, they're all on the same level for me. But my fifth choice is actually a pinball machine. Black oh, cool. Knight Sword of Rage is the new pinball machine um, by the Resurrected Stern, or at least it's one of the new ones that they have out. And they basically took Black Knight 2000, which I already really enjoyed, and turned it up to 11. <laughs> um, they have the guy from Anthrax, like the guitarist who did all of the music for it, and it's really cool. When I was playing it at MAGFest... Um, they had, like, the pinball machine, and it was plugged into giant speakers that were next to you, so it was just blasting metal music as you were playing.
1: Oh, uh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, they also included, like, a virtual Black Knight 2000 mode that you can either kick in by uh, getting into the special mode on the board, or I think there's just a dip setting now where you can just set it to that. So that's really cool. Um, where <laughs> Danny was actually wanting one as, like, a wedding gift or a post-wedding thing that we get ourselves or something so that might happen
1: oh that's that's what's up man i i think it's interesting that one of the ones on your list is a pinball game i like that i think it's cool
0: yeah i've been playing a lot more or a lot of pinball in the hole this year to be honest really yeah it's really fun it's uh it's a lot more skill based than you realize at first right
1: yeah i imagine it is um like i've always been kind of interested in them i just never have really seeked out like the avenue to go and play them.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of good pinball places in NYC, so Oh yeah, I'm sure. I just gotta go find them.
1: I might try that out, man. Like maybe next maybe sometime you if you make your way up here we can hit that up.
0: Yeah, it sounds good to me. I, I need to make my way up there sometime. But uh yeah, that's uh I think that's my number five is going to be black knight sword of rage special props to the spinning uh the black knight bust with the spinning flail in the center and no. yeah on the whole it's just an extremely dynamic machine in terms of the various ways of playing like it has bosses and stuff it's pretty cool
1: that's cool yeah the, the bosses aspect that's interesting um yeah so I'll, go, I'll do my number five which is astral chain um, that is a Nintendo Switch exclusive, which a lot of people were upset about, apparently. Um, and it's really cool. Uh, it's a platinum game, and it's with that, as you would expect, the just high-level action um, in that game. But they have this interesting thing. The whole astral chain is like you have these... Um things that are tethered to you that you can use and you actually control them so it's like almost like another aspect so like um they're like these machines for lack of a better word i can't remember exactly what they're called um but they um in combat and stuff you can they have like all these abilities that you can unlock and they do all these this cool shit um so like you're fighting with those while controlling those and your player simultaneously, and it can get a little challenging at first, but once you nail it down, it's super fucking rewarding. Um, had a lot of fun with it. The art design is great. The music is incredible. Um, just had a ton of fun with that game. Loved it. It yeah, was like, it was about I, 10 to 15 hours or so.
0: Nice. I was really interested in that. I always like a good platinum game. Um, I think, like, you you know, it's being challenging at first, but rewarding kind of describes all their games in a nutshell. Yeah. And uh, that's definitely on my Switch list for this year. Um, Yeah,
1: I think you would enjoy it, dude. It's it's different. Definitely different.
0: Nice. My number four... I'm actually going to split this one in half, but not in the way you'd think. So I have my pick for good number 4 is ultrafight.kiyanta 2 which is a free indie fighter on steam that is like first off it's insane <laughs> but secondly it's like the most professionally supported indie game like free indie i've ever seen um really? like it has net it has netplay and stuff uh what's
1: it what's it called again
0: ultrafight 2 yeah, he released, okay. like, the uh, Ultrafight dev, he releases patches, like, for a month, almost. Really? Yeah, and, like, he's he's a really cool guy, Uh, like, definitely interfaces with his community, too. Like, anybody running a tournament for his game, he'll, like, do art for it and stuff, so when we ran it at MAGFest, we have some custom artwork from him for it.
1: Oh, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it's a really quirky fighter, it's also a simplified one that is probably easy for people to get into but it's also extremely deep in terms of the all the systems and stuff that are in there and it's definitely since especially since it's free and i think anybody should try it out has full controller support and everything
1: yeah i have to check that out
0: yeah now now the mirror image of that is my bad number 4 which is Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, aka the laziest re 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 <laughs> release of like these Street Fighter games. Right. Like th- we have had uh so so what's in the collection is a couple of ver- like different versions of Street Fighter 2. Um different uh, like Street Fighter 1, um Street Fighter 3, all the alpha games and The only games in that collection that have netplay even though it's literally just an emulator and it could run any of them under netplay to be honest are street fighter 3 third strike not even all versions of street fighter 3 just third strike street fighter 2 uh super street fighter 2 turbo um the final version of street fighter 2 so none of the other 10 versions or so of street fighter 2 in there you can play online can't play street fighter 1 online the only version of alpha that's playable online is street fighter alpha three and alpha three is a pretty big departure from how alpha two played so and and they've never had a version of alpha two that was available online that but that made no sense also the fact that like i can tell they're just loading save states for their various menu stuff like essentially just doing memory manipulation to essentially they're just save stating and cheat like game sharking the game and then put, putting those states on the menu options, but they could have done way more of it. Like, if you go into versus mode, even like doesn't matter if arcade, or like it doesn't matter if it's versus mode local versus mode online, any of it. If you go in and then like pick random stage, which uh, they give you like a, a menu, like a front end menu that they did before they dump you into the save state essentially. If you pick random stage. It essentially just loads that state, writes it, and then keeps reloading it until you go back and hit random stage again. So you'll get the same stage every match. Really? Yeah. It doesn't remember what character you're hovering over currently.
1: Oh, dude.
0: Which you could totally do really easily. Yeah. The button mapping is actively fucking confusing. (laughs) There there are little things wrong with the UI, like... uh, It's hard to tell where, like, since it's just a a red box, essentially, is where your menus are highlighted. It's hard to tell if you have two options up, which you actually are hovering over sometimes. Right. It's, It's just a lazy cash grab mess, and I feel like it's endemic of what Capcom thinks of... They're fighting games at this point. Like, oh, no, we need some money. Better re-release Street Fighter 3 on your toaster or something.
1: On your toaster. Yeah.
0: And the that's shitty cool. thing is that, like, there are better solutions out there that, you know, don't cost anything aside from having to do the legwork of getting a hold of the ROMs. Right. But, yeah, that that's my number four, I guess.
1: <laughs> your bad number four.
0: Yeah, my I like bad that. number four.
1: Um. So my number four is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Now I know there was a lot of controversy around how like this wasn't innovative enough. This didn't do enough extra new cool shit. The whole national decks controversy. You know everything was in full swing, but like I just had fun with this game, man. I really did. I got hooked. I. I've always been a really big Pokemon fan. Um, It's got like this nostalgic thing for me. Like, absolutely love Pokemon. And a few of the people, I have it as my number four on my list, not because it's like one of the best games I played all year, but it's the most fun I had, one of the most fun times i've had with the game all year and that like a bunch of people from work also got the game that played on switch we were like bringing our switches into work and like trading pokemon and like a couple people had sword a couple people had shield and we were like breeding and swapping like swapping like pokemon that were exclusive to certain games and trying to help each other like fill our pokedex and stuff and it was just like that that right there is like the most fun i've had with a pokemon game and like the most interaction between other people also playing the pokemon game that i've had in like several generations like it was a blast and honestly like yeah the graphics weren't phenomenal but like playing that game on like my tv was still pretty fucking cool um so yeah it's my number four had a blast with it still playing it still trying to get like still trying to fill the deck still trying to Breed and get like a perfect squad together. You know, it, it's it's a fun game.
0: I'm having a blast with it. And I can't believe how much of that game comes down to, goddamn it, my Pokemon won't fuck right.
1: Yeah, I know, dude. Especially once you get into like the in-game stuff, it's it's like it's crazy. You're basically the dude it's... from
0: Jurassic Park at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's completely insane. Some of the stuff that you do to get like just the perfect thing it's crazy but it's fun it's a blast i had a great i had a great time with it
0: nice i think uh for my number three i have to talk about factorio which is honestly somewhere in between roller coaster tycoon and one of those weird like sim ants or one of those weird educational games almost but, okay. basically, it's a, it's a 2D game. You are stranded on a planet, and you're trying to build a rocket to get home, which basically involves doing... Essentially, you're mining for resources, and then building shit, and then building more shit, and, like, automating stuff, and essentially just building a factory. Like, it it definitely scratches that whole system-building itch. It's It's a very system-build game.
1: Okay, that's and, cool. Like, I mean, those itches need to be scratched.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's one of those games where you can like lose, uh, time, just you know, grinding for the next upgrade. Like, it'll be an hour later than you, uh, plan to go to bed or whatever. Like Civilization, except it's not it, like in feeling. Like that, that was, was like Stardew. That was Stardew Valley for me, man. Yeah.
1: Like, whenever I got into that, I was that was exactly what that was.
0: And it also like it has co-op um multiplayer. I don't know how many people you can have in a lobby, but uh we were ju- we were playing uh just me and uh, Minerva and having some fun, killing some bugs. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's a fun game.
1: Oh yeah, so okay. Um I'll do my number 3 um which is not a Nintendo game. <laughs> Oh damn! Uh, it's resident evil 2 remake um this game was really early in 2019 i want to say january like i actually had to look it up to see if it was even a 2019 game that's how long ago it was but it is and it was so much fun like this whole new re engine that capcom has going right now is fucking incredible like the resident evil 2 is one of my favorite resident evil games of all time um and i haven't played it for so fucking long so like i forgot a lot of like the puzzles and like a lot of like the story beats and stuff like that um but this game stuck to a lot of that stuff like it was coming back to me as i was playing it it is a very very familiar game and just a completely modern setting like this wasn't just like an up res this wasn't just like a just like a port or whatever this was a full reimagining built from the ground up of this like classic and it was amazing it was done so well and i'm like super hyped for the resident evil 3 remake now um like that i i couldn't believe it i i expected it to be good and i expected to like it because i already liked resident evil 2 but this blew me away my expectations were like not that high, and now like for Resident Evil 3 and future iterations, because I imagine they, I mean, it'd be cool if they did something like this for 4, but um, yeah, it's crazy how good this game was.
0: Nice. Yeah, I bought it on sale, still haven't played it yet. Really? Yeah, I need to, it's on the list. Yeah,
1: it's not, it it wouldn't take you too long to get through, but it's really good.
0: My, uh, next entry, um, I suppose this is number two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my next entry is Hypnospace Outlaw, which, the best way I have to describe it is, do you remember how dial-up internet used to feel?
1: Mm, yeah, definitely do.
0: Like, like, going around on various, like, GeoCities and Angel Fire pages that people just stuck up. Right. And, like, everything was lo-fi and shitty, and, like, had auto-playing audio. Hyperspace Outlaw is basically a game that simulates that. Oh, God. Like, it's very, uh... I don't want to call it Vaporwave, although there are Vaporwave elements to it, but it's just... It's very strange. But, yeah, it's essentially a web browser simulator where you play, um... Uh, a hypnospace enforcer which is essentially a mod for hypnospace which is the internet that you access while you're sleeping
1: wow dude that's crazy
0: yeah it has tons and tons of like you know it's essentially all text-based but it's like tons and tons of text tons and tons of original music um it, it it feels almost like the internet like like, you don't that's really feel like you're playing a, just a game when you play it. It feels like, you know, I don't, it feels like a living world, or as living as you can get through a web browser, I suppose.
1: Right, that's super unique, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's definitely worth a look. I know that stuff has been added since I played it. I played it when it first came out. I don't know specifically what's been added to it. I know that he added modding. uh, the guy who made it added modding support, Okay. Um. So people can essentially do what they want with the game and mod to their heart's content. And also, he released tools to make like he released the tools that he used to make all the music and um, also to make the web pages for free. Nice. So,
1: okay. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That sounds that actually sounds really cool. Like it's it's cool here in your top five because like, a lot of these games I haven't played or heard of, so, like, I want to check them out.
0: How you'll know if you're into Hypnospace Hypn- Outlaw is if you look up the song for the page Granny Cream's Hot Butter Ice Cream... Oh, God. ...and find it hilarious, then this, this is the game for you.
1: That's awesome. Cool, man. so, number two for me... Um, it's gotta be... You know, and I, I was a little torn on this one. It was hard for me to choose, but between my two and one, but it, it's Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, hands down, this is, in my opinion, the best Fire Emblem game ever made. Damn. Like it's, and I've played a lot of them. Um, I, I haven't played all of them, but like I'm well aware of. The others, the ones that I haven't played, but like the three houses is so deep mechanically, but I think what really good games like RPGs and deep, like long um, games do well is that they are as deep as you want them to be. Um, they are accommodating to people that don't want to go through all the bullshit and do all the other stuff. But if you really want to get deep um, into the game, if you really want to get hardcore into it and put hundreds of hours into it, it does really well at that too. Um, And Fire Emblem Three Houses does that, right? And I found the story to be great. The characters are super memorable. Loved them. Um, Like the art style was good. The combat was awesome like they did a lot of change they did a lot they they made a lot of changes to like the formula um of fire emblem in this game and a lot of people were like wary of it like they had like this whole persona-esque like school thing where you like went and you like learned new skills and stuff through like teaching courses and and interacting with other characters in the game um and I didn't know how it would feel about that, but it it was really fun. It was all fun, nice. like I, I had a blast with it.
0: Loved it. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. I have so many Switch games I need to buy and play. Right, I hear you. Um, I think my number one.
1: Before uh, you do your number one, do you have any honorable mentions? Just like the shit you played this year that like I- wouldn't be on your. That wouldn't be on a list or whatever.
0: I thought about including those, but then I was like, I didn't want to cheat, but sure, I have one. Um, okay. Yakuza 0.
1: Oh, cool. I've been wanting to play that.
0: Really good game. Really good. Um, but I need to get back to it. Like, I think last I played it was in February. Okay. And also, I didn't get crazy far, but definitely worth a mention.
1: Nice, nice.
0: And also, uh, this isn't, Way of the Samurai 3 has a PC port now, everyone who hasn't played that game should. should I didn't play, play it, it yeah. this year, but I played it on PS3 like years ago, but right. it's a badass game if you like uh, samurai stuff and open world games and games where you, I don't know, it where the world itself, like, you know, there's a day-night cycle, and there's time to contend with, and certain events happen on certain, like, at certain times and stuff.
1: Right. Hell yeah, man. So, what's the number one? What's the one that does yet? end? What's the one that killed it in 2019?
0: I've already talked about this game on this podcast, but The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa.
1: Okay was
0: yeah. probably the best the best use of kind of the retro game aesthetic that I can think of to tell to tell a meaningful story. Um I don't mean to dunk on Undertale, but fuck Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> like if if you want a story that is actually about human struggle and people coming together to essentially not only make the best of a bad situation but like kind of grab life by the horns for lack of a, of a better term um it's it's a story that kind of just covers like how it feels when you feel the doors of potential closing on you and what what you know it watch it, it shows a character kind of self actualizing himself and getting past that and opening up possibility again and it's very wistful um i'm trying to talk about it without spoiling it that's why i'm being very right, vague yeah. but it's definitely a good game and also if you're a fan of uh, mechanically of the kunio-kun games uh like river city ransom and that oh, yeah. kind of thing uh right. definitely play it
1: okay cool oh yeah man i have to I'll definitely have to check that out For sure. I do have a couple of honorable mentions for me. Just two, actually. Um, One is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the remake that Nintendo did. Um, I had a blast with it. I felt like... I mean, it's not on my top five. I'm normally a Zelda game releases and, bam, top five. Like, I'm just such a big zelda fan that like i just really like this style of game so but the thing with this one was some of the dungeon design and level design like it it was an old school handheld game man so like it didn't really carry over well into the modern era like i could tell that um some of the stuff didn't age very well um in terms of just like design Ah, man what was it the last second to last dungeon or something like that was just a fucking mindfuck. It was so hard to just, like, I know a lot of people be like, oh, good, good, it's so not that hard, but, what? but it's, like, it's so unnecessarily, like, if you're not looking at a walkthrough or something, it's so easy to do one thing wrong and then just have to do, like, an unbelievable amount of backtracking.
0: Yeah, that's annoying, but...
1: So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great game. I had a ton of fun with it. I finished it. Uh, but wasn't like my top five, and probably would have preferred like a Wind Waker HD or Twilight Princess HD, to be completely honest. Um, the other honorable mention I have is Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice. I, from software, is one of those. Uh, types of games they make these types of games that like i really want to play and be good at and i love them bloodborne was the only one i really got into and finished and loved and have wanted to go back to since then the actual dark souls games i have a tough time getting into Uh, i usually like play them for a while and then drop off of them sekiro i really loved and i really wanted to get back to but it is really hard And i couldn't get through it but i wanted to so dark souls games i usually like get bored with them or just get so frustrated and just not be that into it and i just not play it anymore and be like yeah i I could uh take it or leave it sekiro is a game where i've been like i really need to go back to that because i really liked it like i really liked that game Um, it was hard but it was good and i feel like if i went back to it i would actually finish it so that that's another one of my honorable mentions. I do want to get back to that one.
0: Nice.
1: And for my number one, it's Death Stranding.
0: <laughs>
1: Death Stranding was my favorite game of 2019. I think just the overall experience with that game started, like, from the get-go, there's just so much unexpected shit that happens. And so many like new mechanics I haven't experienced in video games before. I feel like we're in this kind of era where a lot of the games feel very samey. You know, you got like these open worlds, they're all they're almost all like pulling mechanics and design aspects and shit like that from yeah. other other games, right? Like Jedi Fallen Order basically pulled every freaking aspect of a video game that you can imagine from other action games it really didn't do anything original um so when i played death stranding and just started experiencing all these mechanics it just felt fresh and new like i had never experienced them before enjoying some like enjoying being part of the conversation again game like this or playing something that Everyone saw as like a walking simulator or a delivery simulator where you're just delivering packages from point A to point B. Sounds in theory like it's terrible and not fun, but actually I was having a blast with it. I couldn't stop playing it. I would lose hours at a time playing it. I was intrigued by the story. The environments look incredible. The graphics are insane. The acting is great. It's just kind of awe-inspiring, to be completely honest. I mean, it's not without its flaws. There's some things here and there that, I mean, in true Kojima fashion, that are just kind of off-the-wall crazy. But it was a great game, and I'm, like, still getting back to it and having fun with it. Uh, So, yeah, Death Stranding. The most fun I had with a game in in 2019.
0: Nice. Nice. Um... Well, we're at 37 minutes right now. Uh, there is one piece of news that I actually want to kind of talk about.
1: Sure. Uh,
0: so this is, this is hot off the presses. I think I've read about it like yesterday. Apparently the new Animal Crossing coming out, um, y- you won't be able to make more than one save file per switch, and it's locked to the console.
1: I know why they're doing this. I know it's controversial, but so they have this thing where one console, all your profiles can play on the same island. So you can have a character live all on the same island. So like if you have a profile and like your wife has a profile and like your kids have a profile, I think up to eight profiles. Like your main campaign can have like your island to build shit in, but like every one of your profiles can have and live and exist and play with you on that island um, on that switch. And the reason why they're not allowing, they're tying the island to your switch is to prevent people from manipulating the system and fucking with the economy of the game. I have, like, there's nothing set in stone, but I have theories about how, like, this one's probably a little bit more advanced I would expect it to than previous Animal Crossing games. And um, Nintendo is probably a little bit more worried than usual about people like jumping through and fucking with the like economy and kind of cheating the system a bit um, with Animal Crossing in general. So they're tying it to the console. I don't like it. It um, defeats the purpose of cloud saves, uh, makes it difficult if you have two switches. Um, you kinda just have to pick one console to play Animal Crossing on.
0: Yeah, that's that's stupid. Like, I don't I don't think there's any way of justifying that not being stupid. Like Tied to the console or not, the if people are gonna hack the game, they're going to hack the game. In fact the first thing they're going to do is figure out how to port right that away. save to a different console. Yeah. And really Uh, it basically just means, yeah, if you have two Switches, you're screwed. If you break your Switch, you screw, you're screwed. If you change and or upgrade Switches, which, given the fact that the current model Switch performs a hell of a lot better and has better battery life than the release Switch, is a definitely a thing.
1: Yeah, so Nintendo hasn't detailed that because they were asked about that. And they have said, like... I want to look this up so I can. I don't want to quote them without knowing for sure.
0: I know they've talked about having some sort of procedure to transfer your save. Outside. Yeah,
1: to like get it to another console. I mean, I'm wondering if it's similar to the Pokemon way where Pokemon, you can't do cloud saves and it has to exist on one console at a time. Where like, um, like, so say, I have two switches, like a Switch Regular, and a Switch Light, and I wanted to pay, play Pokemon on my Switch Light, but I've been playing it on my regular Switch. I couldn't just go download like the cloud save or whatever. That's I have insane. to actually, I have to actually have my two switches side by side, and I have to perform. Like, it's an easy process, really. You just go to the save and say transfer to another console, and then then on your other console, you say receive from other console, and then it does it, and it takes like two or five minutes. But like, yeah, for some, I think Splatoon 2 does that as well, and I'm wondering if Animal Crossing is going to do it that way. There's got to be a way to to get it on another
0: console. That, that's absolutely insane. Like, Yeah, um, I know. First off, depending on what way they set this up, like, you're essentially gating part of the saving behind their online infrastructure. And if if they're going to do that, like, if they're so concerned about the economy getting manipulated or what have you, or the game being hacked or XYZ, like, there are ways to essentially establish the save on the cloud. Like, when I go play World of Warcraft, I don't play World of Warcraft, but, like, or even Call of Duty, like... I sign into, you know, Blizzard, and I have my profile, I have my shit, and I know that like an Animal Crossing save is bigger, but I, I still feel like you should be able to, it's just data, you know? Like, yeah, th- this, yeah th- this is another example of Nintendo being ass-backwards and not knowing what they're doing when it comes to online feature sets. It's the same shit yeah. that they did with the like the uh, parental controls chat. Like, why the hell do I have to chat from my cell phone? When Fortnite showed us with that that, like, it's just... It's a software restriction.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of games that just do it now. Like, I think Warframe does it, too. Fortnite, there's, like, a bunch of them that were just like, yeah, fuck that.
0: Yeah, and Nintendo, it's, they have this bad habit of you must play our games our way and they've gotten
1: better with that this generation a little bit yeah uh, at least they're not shoving motion
0: controls down everyone's throats right which after i saw that uh the the precision Joy-Con motion shit um back when the switch was first launching i got real worried
1: <laughs> right i think they'll never ditch the ability to use motion controls in some way shape or
0: yeah, it makes sense to keep that that tech around, especially if they ever want to sell Wii or Wii U games at some point.
1: Right. Exactly. But I yeah. mean, as piggybacking off of that, I was really into so that they announced that thing looks fucking awesome.
0: Oh, the switch! Yeah, the actual console. Yeah, that thing looks yeah. great. Um, like yeah.
1: those Joy-Con colors are pretty fucking cool.
0: Yeah, if we end up needing a second switch around these parts so that we can play multiple copies of Animal Crossing, um, (laughs) you know, at the same time. That's another thing. How am I supposed to share an island and yet play with someone at the same time?
1: You mean like, oh, yeah.
0: Hmm. Like, I feel like that could be a feature to tout, like... Because, you know, on the, on the previous games, I'm thinking of Animal Crossing Wild World on DS specifically, but, like, you had your town and you had to invite people to it, or you yeah. had the save file that was good for that town. And that's how it yeah. worked. But I feel like the ability to kind of flow between consoles would be an interesting new feature to add. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that that, uh, that console looks real nice, and I might end up getting one.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really nice. I like how the dock is like not just black or whatever; it's actually like white and all. It's got like Animal Crossing designs on it. Yeah, it's, it's got cool.
0: Tom Nook and his annoying fucking nephews on it.
1: <laughs> and his annoying fucking nephews. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for Animal Crossing, man. Oh
0: yeah, that honestly, like Animal Crossing is my most looked forward to Switch game.
1: Dude, I know. I tell people that at work and they're like too weird. Like, I didn't pick you for that kind of. It's like dude, Animal Crossing is the shit. Where have you been? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Animal Crossing is essentially um It's like if the Sims were more online connected and more about shit posting.
1: Yeah. I love fucking doing really Fucked up shit in Animal Crossing because it's way funnier because of, like, nice everything looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: I had had an NWO shirt. I had a shirt that said, fuck bitches, get money. (laughs) (laughs) And now you can make, like, different designs get popular. So you might see another animal wearing your fuck bitches, get money shirt.
1: Dude, I love it. It's uh, so good. I, I'm so excited, man. I'm excited to yeah, sell for that. Really That's. It comes out the same day as Doom, so.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen all of the uh, Doom guy and what's her face memes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, like, what a change of pace. Like, if you decide to pick up those two games on that, you know, like, what a complete opposite set of like experiences yeah yeah it's like i'm gonna play animal crossing for a few hours and then i'm gonna jump into doom
0: (laughs) it'd be really dumb if we ended up getting like a doom helmet or something in that game oh yeah just for kicks i can see him doing it it's just an item yeah
1: yeah i can see him doing that too yeah man i'm excited i'm really excited for that
0: um in more actually in more bashing on nintendo news so you know how they had Fire Emblem Heroes out? Yep. It has a goddamn uh, monthly fee thing now.
1: Yeah, I know, like some subscription thing.
0: Yeah, and it's already a gotcha game, and they're apparently oh, yeah, locking good... stuff behind the subscription fee, and it's ten dollars a month, which is uh, it's a lot of money for a single it's game.
1: Not, it's not just a gotcha game, man. It's like the gotcha game, dude. It's. Made I, I know so, so many people who would
0: argue with you on that point.
1: I know, probably. I don't play gotcha games, but dude, I've just seen the money it makes Nintendo. Like, it's just so stupid. They're making stupid money. Oh yeah, I know. That's why years. they're doing
0: it. But like, you know, I don't. Stupid I don't want to sound like doomsayer guy, but and I'm pretty sure I say that every time we talk about these things. But like, this is how a company essentially trades on the goodwill it's built up. I mean, look. Look at, uh, another small piece of news that we can cover. Look at Warcraft 3 Reforged. <laughs> oh, God. What a a- AKA vast. the most unfinished game that I've seen released since probably all time. Halo the Master Chief Collection.
1: Dude, I think even worse. Like, at least Halo the Master Chief Collection offline worked. Yeah, it didn't... Like, it, Halo
0: the Master Chief Collection didn't fuck up a 17-year-old game in the process of being made.
1: Yeah, dude, like... Master Chief Collection was broken as fuck online, but I still played the fuck out of it. Yeah, now you can like... still
0: dig out my Xbox and or uh, the PC copies and play Halo.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, no. This is the worst I've ever seen, I think. Probably.
0: Just the... Um, there's a lot of shit involved with this, but the fact that, like... The fact that there are so many online features gutted from it is insane to me. The fact that there's, like, a chat that you get thrown into immediately that everyone, when you start the game, that everyone's open to. Hell, the fact that the main menu for the game is apparently written in Electron or something and runs in a Chromium instance, and the only way you can edit inputs is with a text file that mentions the game being in beta in it. It's nuts.
1: (laughs) It's so sad.
0: This this is the least baked. Like, that, that menu had to be just a look and feel, like, oh yeah, we got all the art assets done, we plugged them into this menu, but uh, we're going to have to do a better one when the game actually launches, and then somebody was like, yeah, we're putting this thing out. Fuck you. Also, the bait and switch on the cutscenes, it's just a mess.
1: Yeah, dude. And I mean, back to this whole gotcha game thing, I'm looking up like revenue for some of these and yeah fire emblem heroes is barely in the top 10 so yeah there there's there's a lot on yeah. here that i just think it's so crazy man it's this whole it's this whole side of like gaming business that i i don't quite understand
0: well gacha games are essentially monetized pokemon like
1: i mean i guess you're getting these like characters you collect. I mean, People I guess like that's collecting true. shit. I do love Pokemon. I mean, maybe I would like gacha games if I tried them out. Don't. never don't do it. <laughs> the only, the, the only it.
0: gacha game that I enjoy is Gacha Force on GameCube, and you don't have to spend any money there.
1: They have a Dragon Ball one that I've been scared to download. <laughs> uh, of course they do. They have a Guntham one, too,
0: and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting suckered into this. The only I game I have it. on my phone is Pinball Arcade. <laughs> I won't do it.
1: I see all these, like, I actually went to it and was like, oh, I started getting into it and getting excited about it. I was like, no. Oh,
0: man, I I need the special Super Saiyan 3 (laughs) Brawly, though.
1: It's like, I can't do it. Don't you do it. Yeah, man, I'll stick to Stardew Valley on my, on my, I downloaded that on my phone, and that's probably, like, the only iOS game that I play.
0: Yeah, the, the only, uh, weeb shit that I'm into that steals my money is... UFO catchers. So yeah. There's a round one in Towson, which is about 40 minutes away now. And, among other things, they have a bunch of UFO catchers. And it's different from a crane in that it actually takes skill. And, like, the claw acts the same every time. And you're essentially just trying to push and poke and prod, like, a giant stuffed animal down the chute. Oh, for real? Yeah, and it's fun, but I also spent, like... I think between me and Danny, we probably spent, like, 50 bucks without winning anything. Wow. But we also didn't know how to play. Like, we had to look it up. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I think that, uh, unless you have anything else, I think that's gonna be it.
1: Yeah, that's it for me, man.
0: Ah, cool. Well, uh, hopefully we'll be releasing these regularly again.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have a couple ideas for some like podcast topics. But I think we can get back to news next week.
0: Yeah, we have a ton of it. Like it Yeah. I've, I've been s- I've been sticking shit in there this whole time, so we're basically oh, yeah. just gonna have to cut out everything before a certain date probably.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: But anyway we'll catch you guys later.
1: Take greasy.